Good morning, glory. Hallelujah to you. This is Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, brought to you by Pop Rockin' Radio. The big hits, album cuts, and B-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the Pop Rockin' Radio community, which features myself, Corey Morissette, and my co-host on Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, St. John himself, John Mariano. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, I am flipping fantastic, Corey. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm so happy that we got a sponsor, uh, Ken Knapsack and Pop Rock and Radio. Uh, always a great time whenever you log on there, whenever he's doing a show. And I'm so happy that he came on board and uh, actually admits that he knows us. It is very kind of him to admit that he knows us. And um, I put in a couple of requests the last couple of weeks. Ken's been kind enough to play them. I have to do more for us because I'm not, I'm, I'm actually doing very terrible at promoting our show right now. I feel like I'm doing a lot better at promoting Ken yes. here than promoting us elsewhere. Well, well, that's okay because we, we're just steamrolling through this thing. We're one of the most popular uh, uh, music commentary podcasts in Great Britain. Uh, so, so that's fantastic. They, that's they love you in Europe. So, 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 do they give us like free passes to get a key to the city? How does that work? You know, what? I got to find out. Yeah, because uh, as of right now, it means nothing. Uh, but hopefully, there's like a key to the city or, or something. I always maybe, wanted. How about free room and board in, in like a, a hostel somewhere in, in no. Europe? We can go backpacking. No, my goal is a meaningless. Like the two things I've always wanted in life, Corey. I, I know, I know, we're gonna get to Aerosmith in a minute, but I've always wanted the key to the city to find out when it opens. I've always wanted one of those really big checks to put in the backseat of my car. Oh, yeah. How big is your car? Um, I, I, I have a Honda Accord, so... Accord so it's not size. very big at all. Yeah. No, not, no, no, no. I mean, the check that would fill my backseat would be enormous next to the average size of a check. See, and I would think an average size check would, would be the only size check that would fit in a Honda Accord. And you are just mean. What are you driving, a, a Humvee up there? What are you driving? I'm driving a Ford F-150, baby. I live in Canada. We work up here, man. We got weather up here. I don't know. You guys are, you're, you're just north of Florida there. America's Wait. wang. You got all sorts of good weather. You, you have predictable weather up there. Predictable? But, but, well, yeah, yeah. What's it, what's it like outside? It's cold. It's freeze your ball, balls off cold. At least you know what you're walking into, right? I guess. I, I, had, I had a week this week where three of the days the temperature was below freezing, and the other three days were in the 70s, and none of them lined up where they were consecutive. <laughs> See, and that sounds like how it normally is here, but we had what would have been in the 40s, uh, I think, for you folks in America. Uh, so everything's starting to melt. So now everything is underwater, uh, which is wonderful, but at least it's warm. You see, I was culturally sensitive. I didn't bring, I didn't bring up temperature at all. I just said, freeze your balls off. Yes. You, you, you want to get into guesstimating temperatures? I know... It's freezing at zero for you, and then what was it like? Thirty-two is is like sweltering. Well, thirty-two Fahrenheit is zero Celsius. No, but thirty-two. So thirty-two Celsius is Celsius. like a hundred or ninety-five to a hundred. Right, right. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like like you guys only go thirty-two degrees to get to sweltering. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's nuts to me. And you guys do what, like one hundred and fifteen is sweltering? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I swelter honestly at like eighty-five. <laughs> yeah when it's 85 is around like what plus 15 yeah i'm with you i'm yeah. sweltering at that too but yeah. we're not going to talk about the weather all day because that pisses people off i got a wonderful uh tweet on my other show that said nobody gives a fuck about canada just get to the song which makes me feel like i just want to visit with john more and, and forget the song but 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 if, but if they were tweeting like that on this show they should know <laughs> that means 
I'm going to make it drag out longer till we get to the song. Because that is very much a John thing. Well, well, very. I'm very thankful that no one's complained yet, and we can get to the song. So just to remind everybody how it goes, we, we, we have six songs that we pick. Corey picks three, I pick three. We load up the dice. Each side of the die lines up with one of the songs. At the, at the top of the show, we roll the dice. Whichever song comes up, that's the one we talk about. Right now, Corey is killing it at like four to one or so, five to one. Um, so I need to play catch up at some point and hope some of my songs start hitting, but I'm really just having a good time talking to Aerosmith. Um, and, and you know, they've been my songs. They've been good songs. I, I think we've genuinely liked uh, all of them. I know you were maybe not, not so uh, high up on let the music do the talking as I was, but the, the rest, I think we're all pretty and, high up on. And, and let me quantify it, right? It's not that I wasn't so high up on it. I, I, I really enjoyed the song. But we're, we're, we're building a mixtape to introduce somebody to Aerosmith. And I didn't feel like it was a song I personally would put on the mixtape to introduce them to the band. Now, if it was somebody who already knew the band, I probably would put it on the mixtape. Here, enjoy this deeper cut. And you know what? Uh, that brings me to uh, uh, someone who listens to our show by the name of uh, Joel Scott Zerns. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Joel Scott Zerns. And he listened to uh, the Shut Up and Dance uh, show and his, his tweet was, a good show, guys. Even though that song has a few good characteristics of the band, it would never see the light of day on any mixtape. Uh, you were, were thinking, John, that Shut Up and Dance might have a pretty lengthy reign uh, on the mixtape. Uh, what are I your thought, thoughts? I, I, mean, I, I mean, I still feel strongly that I, I really enjoy it. Um, I would absolutely include it. But uh, who am I to argue with the public? I mean, that's kind of my thing. If you've <laughs> heard any other podcasts that we do, but you've told me to be on my best behavior here um, for some of these new folks. So I'm going to do my best. Thank you. And actually, and Joel says, uh, sounds like you have some good tunes on the, on the dice. So let it roll. So let's go over the songs that are currently on the dice. Uh, the John Mariano selections currently residing on there include rats in the cellar, permanent vacation and the other side. While the three tracks I have currently on the dice are chip away the stone jailbait, and oh yeah, from music from another dimension. So what do you say, John? Should we roll the dice and see what comes up? To quote my favorite commercial endorser of the Kool-Aid Man, I say, oh yeah. All right, it looks like we are going to get, oh yeah, kind of ironic, John. <laughs> of course so, it was going to be a Corey track. Uh, of course. And I, I put this on here specifically because, John, you had mentioned that everything past nine lives would be new to you. And this is a track from their 2012, their latest album, Music from Another Dimension. I, I can't wait to hear it. This will be a first time for me, which is the first time on the show one of us is hearing a new song. Music from Another Dimension was released November 6, 2012 uh, on Columbia, produced by Jack Douglas, again, longtime producer, uh, along with Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, and Marty Fredrickson. Uh, there was four singles uh, from this album. This song was not one of them, uh, but this was the, I believe, second track uh, off of music from another direction. And it's always one that I, I, I thought was, was kind of catchy. This is a Joe Perry cut, uh, music and lyrics by Joe Perry. Uh, so uh, what do you say, John? I say we go for it, man. Here we go. This is Oh Yeah from Music from Another Dimension.
So already, John, I think we got a little Joe Perry stank on there. Yeah, you got a little Joe Perry Perry stank. You can tell it's a Joe Perry track because it really leads with the instrumental hard. Um, I I, I do like that it kicks off with with, with Kramer on drums. Um, It's actually a nice change of pace. We haven't heard many songs, many tracks like that yet, right? Right. So 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 just hearing that kick off and then it, right into the driving guitar by by Perry, like it feels like something he wrote. Um, I'm interested to see where it's going, but um, I'm really digging it so far. It, it, it's got a little Joe Perry stank on there. It's got a nice little bend in there, a little groove, a little blues groove in there, um, uh, with, with a very a very good uh, Joey Kramer backbeat. Uh, that, that's I always kind of liked how this song uh, uh, kicked off. Maybe that's why this is my first cut actually from this album because it's one of my favorites. All right, let's keep going. All right, John, your thoughts on kind of the uh, the all-female uh, backing vocals there? I like the all-female ba- backing w- vocals. I do feel like the lyrically, this is a lot more tame than what you're used to. Like, it feels very almost by, paint by numbers, Stephen Tyler, right now. Um, well, and it was listed as uh, music and lyrics by Joe Perry, so Stephen maybe didn't even uh, work on the lyrics on this one. This could have been uh, all uh, Joe. Oh, so, so that might explain it a little bit. Because it, yeah. it, it, it does feel something here. And this is a knock on Joe Perry, but it it feels like a rock song. It doesn't lyrically, it doesn't feel like an Aerosmith song. Like the the, the music we're hearing does. Um, I, I I like the background vocals in there. It, it adds something to it, but I I do feel like the flattest part so far are the lyrics. Yeah, I and I would agree with that. And I think they're they're very much like Joe Perry lyrics, and that's the difference between maybe Joe as a lyricist versus Stephen. Nothing wrong with these. But you said a little paint by numbers. Uh, that to me was a good comparison. Whereas Steven Tyler, I think, kind of elevates uh, everything lyrically. And you could tell it in songs like Let the Music Do the Talking, listen to the Joe Perry Project version, and then listen to the Aerosmith version. And, and you know, there's a real difference in the lyrical content. All right, let's keep going. A little bit of a guitar interlude there, uh, leading into the uh, into the second verse. Yeah, I mean, as much as I, I'm not crazy about the lyrics, I can't say I hate what I'm hearing right now, because it really is putting the focus on the guitar and on the drums and on on, on the instrumentals, and and, and I, I think that's where where this song is thriving. I I can see that's why you're into this song right now, right? And and like you're watching me, and I'm rocking back and forth in my chair, kind of jamming out to it as it's going. So any criticism I have has to be taken with a grain of salt because, because I, I am jamming out to this. If, 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 I, if I were in a pub right now, kicking back a couple of beers, playing pool or something, this is the kind of song I'd want to be playing off the jukebox or something. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Corey, Corey, do you watch a lot of TV? Uh, actually, no. No? Um, I podcast a lot. Well, well, sometimes on TV, they have what they call like filler episodes. Like you have the main episodes that hit the major story beats. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have like an episode or two, but they have to make film the 22 episodes or nowadays the 10 episodes. But they got they have filler to kind of draw it out. And I feel like the lyrics are making me feel like this track was okay, we got to hit a certain number, whether it's 12 or 14, however many tracks are going to be on the album. And, and it was like, Joe, you got that track? Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. Let's throw that on um, because the instrumentals were so strong. And it, it doesn't feel, it feels like it needed some help and some work that never, it never, it never got. And uh, this is right around the time uh, that Stephen Tyler was on American Idol. So I don't know if they had a lot of time together to work on this album. I think this is very much a, hey, you got a track, let's put it on. Hey, you got a track, let's put it on. We had a lot of solo, uh, you know, stuff that was written solely by Steven Tyler. Actually, the majority, if you look at it, uh, Love X, Steven Tyler, Out Out Go the Lights, Legendary Child, Street Jesus, Lover A Lot, Closer. Those are all solo uh, Steve Tyler tracks. And when he's writing with another writer, it's Desmond Child, it's Marty Fredrickson, it's Russ Irwin. He's not really writing with Joe Perry on this record because uh, he was doing the American Idol thing and the band was kind of bitter about that and doing their thing. So uh, very astute, John, that, that you would uh, pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it just it just feels that way a little bit. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the whole. And like you said, like they were they, they were working on separate projects at the time. And to me, it, it, there's a certain feeling of that, like almost like it almost feels like they weren't in the studio at the same time for parts of this. And that very well could be. Uh, I remember the the first time they kind of came together uh, was on American Idol. I think it was the finale. They came out and did Legendary Child as the first single from this album. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree totally. And, and you can tell uh, you're the stars in the sky and there's no wondering why now the moon's coming out. Our heart starts to race. Yeah, it's very, very kind of paint by numbers. And I don't think uh, even the, the most staunch Aerosmith fans would say Joe Perry is the, the best lyricist in the world. Uh, and that's not why I kind of gravitated to this song. It was the, it was the music. And I really no, think the, the band is grooving and kind of cooking here. If I, if I were in a concert and this was the musical interlude and like, let's say, Steven Tyler took a coffee break or something and didn't sing the lyrics. And it's not a knock on Steven Tyler right now. It's just a not, kind of a knock on the lyrics more than anything. Mm-hmm. It, it is, I wouldn't mind that. Like if I, I almost feel like the lyrics are distracting me from the parts I'm really digging. Yeah, no, that's very true. And we're going to come up uh, to a, a Joe Perry guitar solo here, which uh, if memory serves is uh, not too bad. Let's give it a listen. that solo john uh, i really kind of like the effect he had on there um, I, you know, I, the, that kind of distortion whatever pedal he's running that through i thought it had a great tone to it the the band behind it is is cooking and and the, the little refrain from the background singers i really enjoyed too I, I i was gonna say one of my favorite things going on with that solo and i i, I love the licks he's doing 
I, I love the distortion going on. I love the way he's working with the band. But ha- ha- having the background singers kind of chime in over the solo, I think w- was chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. And so just that alone would get me to re-listen to the song um, because, it, because it was a really nice touch. And it's, it, 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 it's I, I would say it's a solid Joe Perry solo. It's a really good Joe, Joe Perry solo. Um, and, you know, that alone would get me coming back. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I think that that's probably the main reason this track kind of stands out for me. There's a, a couple others, too. I, I really like Legendary Child. Uh, and there's some great ballads. Can't Stop Loving You is a great Steven Tyler-esque ballad with Carrie Underwood. There is some really, And there's even a really good Joe Perry song on here called Freedom Fighter, which is the song he kind of does in concert. Uh, whenever they give him a song to sing, he's doing Freedom Fighter for the most part uh, lately. So... Uh, good stuff on here but yeah i just really thought the band was cooking here even though steven may be kind of divorced from the proceedings if you will uh the band i think is is, is stellar right here John, that's your first time hearing Oh Yeah from 2012's Music from Another Dimension. What did you think? I, I mean, I enjoyed it enough that I'm intrigued to actually hear the rest of the album as we go through the list. I'm intentionally not listening to any new Aerosmith because I, I feel like for us doing a podcast, it is a nice change up that at least one of us hasn't heard all the songs. <laughs> um, and I think that part, part of that is in play because of where I was in my career at the time of the release of this song. Uh, my family was just starting, and, and and honestly, I was a little turned off by Steven Tyler doing American Idol myself. Um, so, so with all with all that being said, I did enjoy the track, right? Like I, I really did. Like I, I would recommend it to friends. I would recommend it to, to Aerosmith fans. Um, I would probably um, call call my Alexa or my unit to 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 play it. I don't know why I would put it on a mixtape. But I'm glad that you you played it. Um, and instrumentally, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I do feel like the, the band is cooking on all cylinders. To me, it feels like a missed opportunity because the band is cooking on all cylinders that they weren't working more together at this time because I feel like it's honestly a half a day in the studio, maybe a day in the studio together away from being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree totally. Even though I put it on there, I don't see it lasting on the mixtape very long. I don't know if any uh, music from another dimension will be on there, even though that's kind of their most recent output. Um, I, I, I kind of still have the opinion that Honkin' on Bobo was their last really good album because uh, I, I loved uh, pretty much every track on there. But there's still some good stuff on here. Oh, yeah, it's a good jam. Uh, it, it's going to stay there un- until the 19th episode 
Uh, but I, I could see this maybe being the, the first one uh, off the episode or off the mixtape. And, you know, when they got to the studio, you know, the other guys in the band looked at Joe Perry and they said. And put some stank on it. Because he did. There's some stank on that one. There was, there was Joey Perry stank all over that song from start to finish. I like that they, um, Steven Tyler did his outro like 30 seconds before, before the instrumental out, uh, outro. And, and we got the backup singers going and cook, cooking over the outro. I feel like a lot of the aspects of the song work. Um, but again, you know how I feel, you know, probably where this is going to land on the mixtape or not on the mixtape, but that doesn't take away from the fact I'm glad that we listened to it. Yep. And you know what, when, when you're cruising down the highway, uh, I could think of worse songs, uh, to be, uh, to be playing through the speakers at the time. Are you Tony's stank? No, it's Joe Perry stank. Uh, not, not Tony and not Joey either. I know we, we pissed off one person. We said, we kept calling Joe, Joey. No, Joey Kramer's a drummer. We know that. Joe, Joe Perry's the guitar player. We're all good. <laughs> Corey, I don't have much more to add to this track. Um, I, uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of music from another dimension. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing Honkin' on Bobo because I also haven't heard that album. So I have a couple, couple albums here that are going to be net new to me. Oh, there is some good stuff on Honkin' on Bobo. And now that one of my songs is played, I get to put another song on the dice. And I was considering a honking on Bobo track, but since all mine are hitting here lately, uh, this is now five in a row. Um, I I'm going to go a little deeper, a little deeper cut, uh, still fr from the 90s. If anyone remembers a little uh, Grace Tits album called Big Ones, uh, there was a few new tracks on that one. And my next selection is going to be one of those new tracks from Big Ones. It's called Walk on Water. So that is what I am putting on the dice here in replace of, oh, yeah. So, solid pick, my friend. I, I remember big ones. I, I, I was very excited when it came out. I was very excited to have new music on it. Um, it, it, it it's another one of the greatest hits albums, but one that has some new stuff on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was very exciting for me. Uh, me too. I remember when I went and got it. And you would think, uh, at this point, how many greatest hits uh albums with Aerosmith had at least a couple I know they had Pandora's Box uh, they had the original Greatest Hits album uh, this was kind of the greatest hits of the Geffen era so this is really just Permanent Vacation, Pump and Get a Grip which off those three albums they had enough hits they could fill the greatest hits off there but they had a few new tracks on there as well but, but, but putting new tracks on it made fools like me and you go buy the yep. album anyway Exactly. You know what? I, I'm embarrassed to say I did that more than a few times. Uh, bought Aerosmith. Great. Oh, this one has Girls of Summer. I don't have that song. I got to buy the whole CD again. That kind of thing. So it's only just lately where I said, you're not going to fool me again, Aerosmith. I own these songs 10 times over. I'm not doing it again. C could you imagine if we lived in the days of like iTunes and stuff where we could just buy the one song that we need? Exactly. Yeah. No, we had to go down to a music store. We had to buy the CD. And I remember buying big ones and being very happy with it. So that's a tremendous track listing, all the Geffen hits, and Walk on Water. It, it wasn't the single uh, out of the new songs. They had uh, Deuces Are Wild, which I believe was from Beavis and Butthead, and uh, Walk on Water. Or no, sorry, uh, Blind Man. Blind Man was the, uh, a single off there that did fairly well. But Walk on Water, I don't think, was ever released as a single. So we'll see if that comes up. It's bound to be a Corey track. That's five in a row, John. I'm, 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 I'm sure the way these dice are loaded... We're getting a Corey track next week too, my friend. Uh, I really want to hear the other side though. I, I'm really kind of hoping for, for the other side because <laughs> you put that on there originally and here we are, episode whatever, and it still hasn't come up. 
all I can tell you is by the time I get to pick another song, I'm just gonna load it up with like greatest hits because I'm <laughs> at this point I, I just want my songs to make to make the mixtape. See, and I'm I'm avoiding greatest hits because we're gonna get to those eventually. Uh, so right. I, I'm trying to find more obscure things that I still know I like. But at the rate that John's songs are hitting, eventually he's eventually gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, uh, where can the good folks find you when you're not podcasting on this show? You can either find me on Ken Knapsack's uh, Twitch channel playing Red Dead Redemption, but more likely than not, you can find me on Pop Rock and Radio Wednesdays or Saturdays making requests. Um, begging Ken to play some music that I love, whether it's Aerosmith or other tracks. Mm -hmm. I know Lasha was uh, all like 90s stuff. And I was very excited. He played some classic, classic stuff that show. Uh, I, I was really digging it. I was, I almost requested some Matthew Sweet. That, that's my 90s contribution to music. You, you know, you're sitting there going, he played some classic, classic stuff. Like, I don't like to think about high school as the classic era, Corey. I know, I know it is. It is, but but can, can we not feel like dinosaurs on our own show, please? It's hard to do. We're doing an Aerosmith show. They've been around for fifty years. I mean, yeah. Well, hopefully new to somebody. If it, if you know what, if if Aerosmith is new to you, or if you're starting to get into it because of us, or back into it because of us, let us know. Uh, um, Corey, what's it, what's the Twitter account again? At BT Aerosmith, uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter, uh, just like Michael Green did. And Michael Green is a is a great guy. Uh, he started following uh, my other show and the podcast, Will Rock, uh, covering the entire Van Halen catalog. And he went back and he uh, started tweeting his uh, reactions to every show and to every song. And he's joining us on this uh, Aerosmith journey with us. He, he was you know, right early in the journey with us. And uh, he even mentioned that he really appreciates you know, rediscovering Aerosmith. So yeah, I, I really like how you frame that, John, because, you know, we're not experts on Aerosmith or, or music. We're not musicians. We're, we're fans. We love this music. We love this band. And we're rediscovering their discography uh, along with other people. And, you know, there's a song you never heard before. And you're like, hey, you know what? If that ever came up uh, on Shuffle in the Aerosmith playlist or something, I'd let it go because it was a lot of fun. And, and there's other tracks that maybe you're going to get turned on to, and you're going to appreciate the songs you know you love even more, uh, like Rats in the Cellar, Permanent Vacation, or The Other Side. That is, if we get to listen to them. I mean, most likely not. I, I should only <laughs> pick the songs we don't want to listen to at this point. And, 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 you know, I was wondering that too. It's like, when do we go into, like, Night of the Rats and, and you know, like, uh, you know, put – the Coney Island Whitefish Boy or whatever, like <laughs> on the dice, because we're gonna have to get to those too. Uh, it's been all me putting songs on the dice lately. I'm like, when, when do I go like really deep? I thought Jailbait uh, is a pretty deep cut from Rock in a Hard Place. That's probably their least known album. So who knows? That'll probably be next week. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling we're coming, we're coming up with Jailbait pretty soon. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's about it for this week, uh, John. And uh, I, I just gotta tell you. I don't like you, but I love you. I love you, buddy. This was a lot of fun. Uh, th thank you for uh, agreeing to do this podcast with me. I know you said you were retired uh, from podcasting after our last venture, but uh, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with these shows, and I hope you are too. I am having a freaking blast, my friend. I There's nothing I could, I'd rather do on, on a night when we're recording than uh, hang out with you and... Uh, you know, we, we, we stick around after the show. So why don't we do that? Why don't we give Mr. Tyler the last word and we'll, we'll stick around and hang out and catch up a little bit. 
You got it, my friend. Until next week, thank you for joining us on uh, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, and as always... So long.